And Romeo wanted Juliet And Juliet wanted Romeo Hello and welcome to the Dead Letter Movie Podcast Coming to you from the Sundance Movie Festival 2021 This is episode 52, recorded January 31st I'm Tim I'm Andrew And we're not actually at the Sundance Film Festival, of course But uh, it was online this year so we uh, we just watched the the premiere of the uh, the latest version of Romeo and Juliet, stylized R hash J. But it's apparently titled just Romeo and Juliet. Still. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. yeah, directed by Carrie Williams, starring Cameron Engels, Francesca Noel, uh, and Russell Hornsby. Apparently, mm-hmm. yeah, Russell um, Hornsby was the only one I recognized. It's a, it's a cast of unknowns for the most part, which I think is pretty great. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Uh, so, I mean, of course, this is, this is very much, uh, this, it's, it's Shakespeare, it's Romeo and Juliet, it's, mm-hmm. it's the same story we all know and have seen, you know, a dozen times over, uh, mostly. It's, mostly. Uh, it's, 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 it's a modern take, uh, with some, some linguistic changes, but it also retains some of, you know, the original Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's kind of dichotomous in in how it presents those two things, and that is because it is presented to us in social media for the most part. The in, uh, it is interesting. There's the real life, like Tim was saying, like in uh, when we have real life stuff, when people are speaking with their when people are speaking to each other, they'll speak sort of iambically. Um, I don't I don't really know if that's the right word, but I'm going with it. Um, they speak sort of in that meter. Um, but when they are texting each other or, you know, sliding into the DMs, then they're like, oh, that felt so old. Um, but or, <laughs> <laughs> or when they're doing that, that's when they are using just the modern language that we're used to. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's roughly half and half. Uh, there's there's a lot that's done you know, with yeah, the the social media interactions presented on screen very much as someone using social media would see them. So you, mm-hmm. you see. You know the the text message typing. You see, oh, yeah, I I, I can see the dots. Someone's someone's typing. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, here's here's my Insta, here's my hashtag, and mm-hmm. and uh, so it's 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 different, but it feels fresh and mostly authentic. Yeah, actually, um, it's it, it does feel relatively authentic. Um, there is like a part of me that's just like um, that's kind of not not old man yells at cloud, but it's like, but is this like is this like older people trying to make it appeal to the youths? Um, but from the most part, it actually seems to it has the idea of how that kind of communication is done. Because I mean, I communicate like that to a certain extent, so not to this extent, of course. But yeah, it's uh, that feels pretty authentic here. I have to hand it to them there. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, some some solid performances, particularly from mm-hmm. the leads, um, and, and that's the that's important. <laughs> yeah, it really, really is. Yeah, you you no, really I, go on, you on. Oh, I was I was gonna say I I very very much you know got a, a better sense of chemistry you mm-hmm. know between these these characters and and their relationships, you know Romeo and and his buddies and you mm-hmm. know and Juliet and and the the actual romance between our two leads. Uh, Felt felt a lot more real, you know. Felt like there was some actual some some depth, some some weight to it that you don't always get, because mm-hmm. you know as as great as Shakespeare is, you don't always see it in a given adaptation of what was actually on the page. You, mm-hmm. you kind of have to work around those lines and to I make think... something real come out of it. 
Yeah, and I think that's because we, for the most part, the viewer is being presented either Romeo's perspective or Juliet's perspective via their social media. I mean, there are times when the camera pulls, well, quote unquote, camera pulls out and we see just just a social media feed of whoever, of who has, you know, of who knows. But the um, but for the most part, because we do that, we get to see them like Insta stalk each other and we get to see them like text each other and the things that they uh, there's there's a particular like texting moment where she's about to give him something he's about to ask for. But because they're in the middle of writing it, like they don't know that that's happening. And I, I thought that was pretty neat. Um, I think it gets like it, it allows us to see them fall in love with each other before they know it. And I think that that's that's pretty cool because it makes that that chemistry and that romance, you know, just more more real um, and more more intimate and more. It has a better depth than we usually get to see even like in the theatrical versions of stuff because we're spending that much more time with them in a, in, in a different way, too. Yeah. So in in all those ways, it is very different from pretty much any other adaptation pretty of much. of this play that. I've ever seen at least, you know, not that I've seen all of them, but uh, yeah. You know, like like anybody else, I've I've seen seen my share. Um mm-hmm. and I'm I'm still a big fan of the Zeffirelli. It's a good film. Mm-hmm. Some really good performances. This one, yeah, you know, I I think it's there's there's some quality to it, but yeah, I I question the longevity of it. It's it's yeah. shelf life, if you will. I think yeah. this is going to age a little more quickly. Yeah, um, I think it's going to age... Qu- uh, uh, I was talking to Tim about this beforehand, but 25 years ago this year is when the Baz Luhrmann one came out, or Baz Luhrmann. The, the, the Leo and Claire version came out, and when you watch that now, that looks so horribly 90s, um, and I'm worried that this is going to age faster than that one because of just the way, just the nature of technology. Um, so that is something that I kind of like worry about with this. Um, that does, however, mean that... 15 years down the line it'll be kind of an interesting document of how communication was at that time and that that'll be cool um but there's gonna be a lull there for a bit where people are gonna be like ah that movie is not relevant um Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. and that's something that that at least right now is something that's really helping the movie it may be may hurt it later but that's that that's just the problem with that sort of telling the story in this manner um and when i think about the horror movies i've seen told in this manner like like unfriended i think the fact that those are horror movies <laughs> help still um <laughs> so i th- uh, so i think that the thing that you're trying to get out of that is not hurt as much by its quote-unquote bad special effects in a lot of ways um not like special effects and social media are the same thing but they kind of function in a similar manner um in showing how some how old something is so the and so i don't know how this is going to pan out for them in the future that said right now i really like the way this was told i think it's actually a pretty good way to tell the story and that may just be that just speaks to how versatile shakespeare is is how you you can tell the story this way and it still works yeah yeah i i agree with that and I I don't think that this version is going to become you know a, a staple in in high school classrooms like, uh, for like a we few said reasons. earlier <laughs> yeah, a, 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 a number of reasons yeah um, but yeah I I could definitely see this you know being taught in in film studies classes and and things mm-hmm. yeah you know disclosure that's completely an outsider's perspective on on my part I'm you know just just a an interested amateur I've never had a single class was mm-hmm. wasn't a film major nothing so. 
but there there are some very very unique ways that uh, that they use the technology to go about telling the story in this film. Mm-hmm. I have taken the classes, but I never took any film production classes. But uh, I, I I think you're right though. Um, I think that it'll like there's a lot to learn from this. Um, this movie is extremely well edited because of the way they tell this story, which means it'll have more of a scholastic longevity than than a like audience one. But that's but that's okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think yeah. there's I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, like uh, the performances are pretty good. Most people have a pr- m- most of the big characters have a pretty good grasp on the language. Only a few was I. Only a few few of the actors were like this. You did you, you didn't quite get there, buddy. But that that's okay. Yeah, the, it's like you you memorized the lines, but do you understand them? Yeah, and a thing I think that's that's really a big strength of this movie is that even though I know the story, I still didn't necessarily know what was going to happen. And I think that that's that's pretty cool. Um, a lot of the famous lines that we're used to, most of them still happen. Um, they happen differently. Um, the balcony scene, you know, gets kind of shifted and changed. Um, some of it is part of a text messages. Some of it is, is some of it is like literally said on FaceTime. And so it's I don't know. Yeah. I think it works. I think it works pretty well. There are a few. Mo- there were a few little mo- scenes I missed that uh, I kind of wish were there, but I. With the way that they tell the story, it makes sense why they're not. Yeah, yeah. There, there were some some bits that were different, and yeah, part of that was actually I think a kind of an organic function of mm-hmm. of it being in a modern setting with modern technology. These things would not happen the same way given these things that we have now, mm-hmm. and so that's that's interesting and part of what kept it surprising and and engaging to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and a fun thing that like before we were recording, Tim and I were talking about how how a couple of years ago when we watched the new Halloween movie about how cell phones kind of kill horror movies because you can communicate. Um, and this movie um, reckons with that a little bit. Um, I'm not going to get into how like I'm not going to get into it too much. Um, but yeah, I think I like that it kind of plays with that. There's an interesting way if we look at how we communicate um, both in real life compared to how we are online, which I think is pretty neat. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's deeper things going on in here that is worth, you know, an, uh, that's worth analysis. Yeah, so, yeah, I liked it. I liked it's, it. Uh, I liked it a lot. It's, it's not my favorite. I don't think it's ever going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I did enjoy it. I'm I'm interested to see what this this filmmaker does, you know, going forward. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm... I'm curious about the longevity of this one. Yeah, ask ask again in five years. Mm-hmm. So um, overall, uh, B plus. Yeah, yeah, the B plus is about how I'm feeling as well. Um, I am curious um, about its longevity, of course. Um, I'm also curious about when it gets picked up by, and I and both both Tim and I agree that someone is going to buy this film. Oh yeah, I'm curious if because this happens sometimes with festival versions of movies. Some um, oftentimes the movie that plays at a festival changes uh, once it becomes a wide release, and so I'm curious how this is going to alter it down the line. Um, I'm hoping they get to keep as much of the music as they can because I really liked the soundtrack on this. Hot take for someone my age: this has a better soundtrack than the Leo and Claire version. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that it doesn't get to change too much. There are things that I think 
could be trimmed to make a stronger movie or at least help with some of the issues with pacing. But yeah, I would still say this is this is really worth your time and you should see it sooner than later when you get the chance to. Um, because again, don't know how it's going to age. Don't know how it's going to age. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to work well with audiences and I think people are going to dig it. I agree. It's probably not going to be my favorite version of this story, but I do really like it. Um, but yeah, but before we go, um, I thought Tim and I could talk about Shakespeare movies that we actually really dig. Um, so do you have favorite Shakespeare movie? So I, I don't know about a single favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I will say, and this, this is something I, I picked up in the insignificant part from my dad is mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a fan of Kenneth Brenaugh mm -hmm. and you know, his, his work, you know, doing Shakespeare and, and otherwise, you know, he's, you know, uh, appeared in Tenet that we, we did, mm -hmm. you know, just recently, but I I really like his Henry V, for instance. Mm -hmm. His Hamlet is really good if you can sit through it. It's really really long, really but it's long. good. Yep. Um, and yeah, one that's that's kind of a in a, a much much lighter vein is Much Ado About Nothing, mm -hmm. which yeah I I think is a a great ap adaptation for for so many reasons. I mean you've you've got a great cast and it keeps keeps the Shakespeare script. But you know, not everybody's doing an accent, and it's it's not all you know Elizabethan costume mm -hmm. and, and all of this. And I think you know that helped to really show that you know the both the language and the story are themselves kind of timeless. You mm -hmm. can you know do it without having all the the you know high pretense, and it still be Shakespeare and still be good, but also accessible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, did you see the Whedon version? No, actually, okay. I haven't yeah, cause, seen cause, that because I actually think it improves um, a little bit um, uh, uh, off the other off the the other one. I I I actually really enjoyed that. It's uh, it's not my favorite, but it's pretty. It's uh, he made it like during the weekend or something while he was on vacation for <laughs> making the the Avengers. So he made it at his house um, with just a bunch of his friends. Um, and I like, I think that's pretty cool. It's, um, it's in black and white. It's a very small production, but I think it works really well. Um, my wife who doesn't particularly like dig on Shakespeare all that much liked, liked it a lot. We own it on Blu-ray. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah. And, and she, uh, and she watched, um, the Romeo and Juliet with me last night and she really liked that too. So, but I guess when it comes to like my favorites, um, I'm kind of a big fan of like the reimagining of it where it's not necessarily keeping the language, but, um, playing around with the story itself. And so like, you know, I like, um, I like 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, as someone who uh, lives in that area now, I uh, find the fact that uh, they have the best weather ever in that movie to be <laughs> kind of perplexing, but okay. I'm also a big fan of the Branagh ones as well. Um, I like that version of Hamlet quite a lot. I also like the Olivier version of it. It's done in this like really ethereal kind of sparse way that works really well he has his version of uh henry v as well that's pretty neat mm -hmm. um, it starts in the globe theater even and kind of like like yeah it's a that one's pretty cool in a meta meta way i just watched that for the first time recently and um but yeah i guess but when it comes to my favorite shakespeare movie it's actually this um, version of macbeth called scotland pa which takes place in the 1970s in a fast food restaurant um uh this uh this guy mac works 
at a place called Duncan's. Um, he and his wife like kill Duncan and then take over his his burger place. And Macduff is played by Christopher Walken, and he's the cop investigating the murder. And all the other you know Macbeth equivalents are there. Um, it has a soundtrack that's mostly bad company. <laughs> um, it's uh, like it's oh, it, it was a Sundance movie too. Um, so it's totally like if you can get a hold of it, it's pretty fun to watch. Um, it's uh, I don't think it's on many streaming options, but it is something that can that got bought for a lot of public libraries because it's a Shakespeare movie. Um, so I recommend checking that out if you get the chance. You know, I, I suppose I should say something of the Lion King. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's Hamlet. It's Hamlet. Yeah, um, less moody. Less less way less moody Hamlet, and perhaps. Although not quite as interesting as Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, but have has much more interesting versions of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. <laughs> Certainly more humorous. Certainly more humorous um, than in Hamlet. But uh, yeah, the uh, yeah, it's uh, and, oh, and we're gonna have. Uh, I think we're getting a Coen Brothers version of Macbeth this year. I think I don't know. COVID's messed with everything, and as of right now. Um, we're supposed to have a version of West Side Story this year as well. We were supposed to have it last year, but we're going to get Spielberg's version this year. And I have kind of mixed feelings as to why we did this, but eh, I imagine it'll still be good. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm having a hard time imagining it being bad, but like you, I'm, I kind of question, does it really add anything yeah Spielberg's good and all but you know Robert Wise did a pretty good job on that first movie he did and he had a good cast it yeah was, so. was, was well shot well put together well performed I mean mm -hmm. there's really not much to complain about with that one yeah I don't know we'll see we'll see um but yeah that that's not until like December of this year I think um so so we'll see so we'll see well maybe we'll maybe we'll end up bookending 2021 with <laughs> Uh, but we'll see different adaptations of romeo and juliet who yeah. knows yeah. um honorable mention to shakespeare in love yeah. uh, best picture winner from uh, from a while back a mm -hmm. very very fictionalized account of how the play was put together has very little basis in reality mm -hmm. but man is it entertaining Yep, yep, and uh, and that movie has uh like uh, for Oscar nuts like myself and you, that movie has like some notoriousness because of how because it won over like Saving Private Ryan, um, and a lot mm -hmm. of that has to deal with you know Harvey Weinstein um campaigning uh, for it and all the things I could say about Harvey Weinstein. Um, but the uh and, and at the same time though, if I was an Academy voter at the time, you know I really liked Saving Private Ryan, um I probably would have been very tempted to vote for Shakespeare in Love. If yeah, only there was, there was if, stiff competition that it year. It was stiff competition, and I probably wouldn't end up voting for it because I there are times when I just feel like, you know, the, give the comedy movie its chance, you know? Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. and, and so, like, that's that's kind of, like, how I feel about that. Yeah, I like that movie, too. So All right. Well, that's our show. Thanks for listening. It's, uh, it's, it's been an experience. We'll, mm -hmm. uh, we'll see if we can't get to some more of these online film festivals this year. Yeah. And going forward. So yeah. That's our show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.